Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The number one political story is south of the border this morning with the announcement that uh, Paul Manafort, former campaign manager in the Donald Trump campaign, uh, has asked to and is indeed surrendered to the FBI. He walked into the Washington offices earlier this morning and uh, faces a bevy of charges uh, with the Russian collusion investigation. Uh, he'll appear in court, we're told, at about one thirty this afternoon to actually face and answer the charges. Uh, his associate uh, Gates has also, Robert Gates, has also been uh, told to surrender. Uh, no word on what's happening with Gates as of yet. Joining us to talk about this and the implications is Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at Carleton University. Elliot, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about, uh, first and foremost, the news. We we knew this was about to happen. We were told late last week, Elliot, that uh, charges were pending and that uh, Mueller's office was going to make some sort of announcement on Monday. Uh, and, of course, the speculation started about who it was going to be. Uh, the fact that Manafort was uh, first up on this, was that a surprise? Well, we should also start with the fact these aren't just charges. He was arrested. Yeah. Uh, so the important opening comment is a very senior person uh, close to the president of the United States has now been arrested. But we have to emphasize that uh, it's not in relationship to anything at the moment connected to the campaign or the president. So what, is it a surprise it's Manafort? No. Uh, he, <laughs> names have been swirling around for a long time, and he and General Michael Flynn, uh, the national security advisor, briefly, were the two top names. In terms of senior people that might be indicted, Paul Manafort had a, let's say, uh, shady, mysterious business past before he was hired to run the campaign of Donald Trump. Well, it, which included money uh, from various sources, of course. Uh, the the charges against him, and we've I, it's a pretty long document, but I mean, some of the highlights that jump out at me here, uh, the, they're alleging $75 million yeah. that was involved in this, uh, of, of which a sizable amount uh, Manafort himself laundered. Uh, I guess the, the charge that really sticks out, though, when you look at this, Elliot, is conspiracy against the United States. That tells me this is more than just a banking procedure. Well, we're playing with... Uh technical and legal terms here, and a lot of lawyers will better chip in. The conspiracy seems to be relating actually to money, three things, money laundering, tax evasion, and failing to register as a foreign lobbyist. So it's not a conspiracy in the sense of conspiracy theorists or conspiring to, uh, to have the election uh, affected by Russian behavior or, that, or whatever the Mueller investigation might turn up in that regard. So it is indeed a, an awesome, scary term, but really, uh, they might get him on tax evasion and money laundering, and that's the charges, and failing to register as a foreign lobbyist. But this is not small money. We're talking about $75 million. And it, the indictment that you've been reading also goes on to say it was used to, to finance a lavish lifestyle, and then they list a number of properties that he's bought and so forth. We, we can speculate, and, and we will, and many others will over the next couple of hours and days, I guess, about uh, how this is going to play in Washington. Uh, Trump has not responded to this on Twitter, as usually it is, does with most news stories. We're told he has a very busy schedule today, so we have not heard from him officially or on Twitter, I guess, for that matter. But the speculation is right now is that the uh, the defense from, from POTUS is simply going to be, well, that's Manafort. I mean, you know, we he wasn't part of the campaign during the presidential run, has nothing at all to do with us, nothing to see here. Is that going to wash? We'll see if it washes. The 
because you're speaking about political impact, impact yeah. not legal impact. Uh, yes, there obviously will be an effort to distance themselves. Uh, the earlier said, well, he worked his for us for a little while. Well, okay. <laughs> so that didn't, uh, that didn't help. The, the real issue getting a call waiting beep there, so uh, my apologies. The um, real issue here is to what degree will this affect the presidency of the United States? Is Donald Trump ever going to be brought into this? So we have to watch the defense right now. The best defense right now for Donald Trump would be uh, proceed to be presidential. I've just gotten off the plane last night from Japan where they are eagerly awaiting, or perhaps with some trepidation, awaiting the arrival of the President of the United States as part of his tour of Asia. So this is an excellent time for the President to get out of Dodge. He can go overseas, he can go to South Korea and uh, Japan and, and uh, Beijing and the Philippines and act very presidential and talk only about the security of America and let everybody else worry about these petty little uh, sideshows back home. We'll have to see if he's got the discipline uh, and if also the news uh, the weight of the news itself will p- permit that to be a successful strategy. Does he have the wherewithal to do that? And, and the reason I ask is because, you know, from a precedent standpoint, uh, even in the summertime when some of the, the allegations about, you know, disunity in, in the Trump administration and some of the firings that occurred uh, were rampant, and then, of course, he was off to Europe for a few days, and he couldn't help himself. I mean, he, he made one or two speeches off the teleprompter, and, and people said, ah, there he is being presidential. But but I guess you know he got the best of himself and all of a sudden started speaking off the cuff and tweeting again and 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 right back into that maelstrom uh, that that you know, has become so famous now for Trump and uh, can can he can he divorce himself from this? He's not shown much ability in the past to control his behavior, and also we should keep in mind another part of this. It's not uh, what you and I hear or the pundits hear or the news media hears. It's what his base hears. So when you hear him making statements, it's, he's really not addressing uh, the wider audience as much as he's addressing the people who brought him to power and can keep him in power. He's going to be tailoring a message which he thinks is effective for the people that believe in him. And we should keep that in mind no matter what it is he turns out to say. And the other element of this, and there was just a story, of course, this morning uh, about approval ratings in the states, and Trump's yeah. approval ratings, of course, are lower than ever. But the the numbers, if you peel back a couple of the layers that I've seen anyway, some of the reports, Elliot, suggest that, yeah, those numbers are going down, but the numbers within his base are pretty steady. Yes, and that's, that's what, I'm pleased you put your finger on that, Bill, because that's what's often overlooked. Whatever you hear out of Washington, whatever we read, all the all the early morning tweets and so forth, all of this is feeding the feeding chum to the reporters and protecting him against uh, any any threat to his base. So, feed the base is really the the mantra of this administration, and the base so far is holding firm. It's I've been watching this as closely as one can. There is no mass erosion or defective uh, defections from the base. Now he's got a lot of the really important Republican stalwarts that he's feuding with, and. Uh, can they carry any weight with that same base? That's where the big debate's going to be, and it's in the primaries. And and we've seen this already with some of the tweets, not today, obviously, because of this new news with Manafort, but uh, I mean, even over the weekend, Elliot, 
uh, where the tweets were again directed at the well public enemy number one to Trump's base, which of course is Hillary Clinton, and simply changing the channel and say it's all about her. She's she's the guilty one. She's the and on and on it goes. And of course they eat that stuff up. Yes, he has a little problem there because the things he's talking about at this time about uh, the Clinton people. Remember the Republican Party's invested in Clinton hating. They they've got a treasure chest built up over a long time of Clinton bashing. Uh, with their base, the, the, the broad Republican base. What they can't do this time is <laughs> go on about her emails as effectively, since it's turned out that since the election, a lot of the people around Donald Trump have been using private emails, including Jared Kushner. So they're talking about something obscure, uh, about, uh, about a uranium and a deal, and it might hurt the security of America, but that one's a little harder to sell than she's a crook because of her emails. How far will Trump go to try to defend himself here? Uh, the speculation is, is ramped up again, even this morning, Elliot, that uh, that he still could fire uh, Mueller in in this situation, not unlike what happened with Archibald Cox back in the, the Watergate things with Nixon many, many years ago. It, it didn't happen over this weekend. No, it no. Saturday night massacre. We had a Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah, but there's, there's another Saturday night coming up, Elliot. <laughs> there's, there's more Saturday night. Yes, uh, it'll be very tricky. It could certainly happen. Congress... Uh, it's been suggested should just cut off the funding, and that's possible, but it's very difficult. Uh, that's being explored. Can Congress, in fact, cut off the money to, to conduct the, that investigation by Mueller? And the answer is, well, it might be possible, but it's not very easy, and would the Republicans have the stomach for it anyway? So we'll have to watch that part. Could he go ahead and fire? Well, he'd first have to fire his deputy attorney general, who's not likely to, who, you know, who wrote the mandate for Mueller, then the next person up would have to, in line, would have to come in. Would she, uh, in turn, do that? Does he have to keep firing people till he gets somebody pliant who can, who can uh, say, oh, sure, I'll go along? It would be very messy indeed, and it might not help his case. But but will the American people buy that? I mean, we've talked about how, how his base is, is going to be with him no matter what. So whatever he says, no matter what he does, they're going to be on side with him. But but will the American people tolerate uh, a, a president who's under investigation or an administration that's under investigation firing the person that's trying to lead that investigation? Will they simply say, whoa, wait a second, that's, that's, that's not cricket. That's not the sort of thing that you're supposed to do. Cricket doesn't matter to the base. No kidding. The base is saying, well, of course, the, you know, they're out to get us. Us, not him. Us. Uh, they don't, you know, he's our voice and they're, they're, they're out to silence him. The whole issue here ultimately can come down to, is there an indictable offense anywhere? Now, what we have today, to circle this, is, is we actually have somebody who's arrested. The Mueller investigation has to come up with something that, it's a technical term, they have to prove that there's charges that might possibly lead to a conviction in regard to the president himself, in regard to collusion. So if... If they're following only that, they may never, we don't know what will show up. We don't know what they might find, but uh, it's, that's a high, very high bar. If they end up, however, going after uh, closer and closer circles around the president on tax evasion, on, on money laundering of, of this type, but essentially malfeasance over money might actually, be, you know, follow the money, might actually bring down the president more than these other charges. Well, it's the old idea about Al Capone actually went to jail for income tax evasion, That's not for right. any of the other number of things that he was uh, charged with. But, Precisely. but, and how close that circle can get. I mean, I, I, I'll think of another scandal, the Iran Contra scandal, of course, from the 1980s. 
uh, where again uh, the the Congress and the, the investigative committees at that time were trying to move all the way into the White House to Reagan. Never got that far. I mean, there was the Oliver North scenario and and others. Uh, that were implicated, and and actually there was some culpability there, but they never could prove that link that somebody in the in the, the Oval Office knew what was going on, uh, and 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 obviously that's that's the link. That's what happened in Watergate, but we tend to forget that that took a long time. It took years for that to happen. Yes, the unindicted co-conspirator of Richard Nixon arguably could have applied to Ronald Reagan, but they never could. Uh, there was never anything that closed that particular deal, and Ronald Reagan is still a venerated figure in American history as opposed to Nixon, who's gone down, you know, who had to resign as an unindicted co-conspirator. So uh, we are seeing murkier and murkier waters around the President of the United States. If it stops with uh, this particular arrest, and it is an arrest, if it stops with this arrest and it doesn't go any further, then it can be disavowed by the President. It has nothing to do with me. If, however, even if nothing directly affects the president, but more and more people around him end up closer and closer to him, or even outer circles but connected to him, end up also under arrest, it certainly creates a terrible cloud around his presidency. What's it going to take? Is there going to be a, a, a pivotal moment here? I mean, again, I want to go back to Watergate, and one of the pivotal moments in that investigation was when the White House counsel, John Dean, I, I yeah. hate to use the term flip, but essentially said, yeah, I'll give testimony. Uh, I don't know if Manafort's that guy that would actually flip to try to get a better deal for himself. I'm, uh, I know he's, he's made deals in the past, but is the investigative team going to need somebody like that, one of those insiders to say, and I don't mean a deep throat, I mean a high-profile individual to say, yeah, you got us. Well, Manafort might be that guy. Really? I mean, yes, because he's been the connection to the Russians. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and he was there at a key time, and his the other person involved, uh, another fellow named Gates, there's more than one Gates in Washington, but uh, he actually stayed on. Uh, he was he managed the inauguration, you know, that would led to the largest crowds in American history oh, yeah, and so yeah. forth. So he has stayed close to the president after the election. Uh, and he's been charged as well. Yes, he's charged equally. We'll have to see what the, who gets charged. But Manafort potentially, potentially is facing a lot of years in jail and potentially has information that might lead back toward the president in exchange for a deal. But all of that's hypothetical. Watergate started out with a couple of arrests of, of crooks, uh, you know, the yeah. break-in at the hotel, etc. Uh, and it lended to so many other names eventually, that the, and the dominoes started to fall, and the accusations against John Mitchell, the attorney general, and things of that nature. Uh, do you get the sense, and I know it's early days yet, since the, you know these, these charges were just laid uh, this morning, or officially laid anyway, Elliot, uh, is this is this the end of the investigation or just the beginning of the first part or the end of the first part? Well, we talked about the possibility of Mueller getting fired. Yeah, I suspect he's going to move fast. So if he and he's got a crack team of investigators, and it hasn't been noticed lately, but Comey's replacement as head of the FBI was a specialist specialist in white collar crime. So the FBI might be involved here. We don't know. My guess is that Mueller's um, team is going to be methodical thorough, they are professional prosecutors, but they're likely to also move with some urgency. We don't know where this will lead as of this morning. It's certainly not good news for the president, and it isn't good news for the presidency of, of America. 
Uh, breaking, I, I'm sure you heard this just a couple of minutes ago, but we just got this on Twitter. The George Papadopoulos foreign policy advisor for the Trump campaign uh, has secretly pleaded guilty to uh, giving false statements to the FBI during his previous testimony. So the the plot thickens. Yes, and false testimony, incidentally, is uh, one of the charges against uh, Manafort and, and Gates. Uh, they apparently didn't. Pr- so all of these things accumulate, and now the force of the law is coming into play. If you go back even farther, uh, one of the darkest moments in American history was the McCarthy period. Yeah. And how did all that end? It ended with one honest judge, uh, an army judge at that, who just said, you know, you, there's the law here, and you've, you've gone over it. And that was the end of the McCarthy era. It just blew that darkness away. Well, we'll follow this as it uh, develops, or doesn't, I suppose, over the next little while. Always great to get your perspective on this. Elliot, thanks so much for the time today. You're very welcome, Bill. Take care. Elliot Tepper, of course, uh, Emeritus Professor in Political Science at Carleton University, specializing in U.S. politics. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.